Hello and welcome to the Here With You podcast. I'm Ford, here with John. Say hi, John. Hello, and I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, had a podcast. I've been wanting to do like my own updates and stuff, but this whole season, as you will, of the virus and everything going on has had me kind of... Um, I guess at a loss occupied. for yeah, I lost words, preoccupied or not wanting to like step on toes. Yeah. Um but it's gotten to kind of like a point where I'm sort of want to talk about it or like just from my experience or the experience I've had with other people or what I'm seeing in the news and it <clears throat> and you could take the virus or the um, the riots or all these different things that are happening right now. And it just made me think of like, how can I summon into one thing? And it was just kind of how crisis kind of reveals what you worship. Or I think that's like the best way I could really think of it. And I thought of the verse... Um, from Mark, there's some other verses too, but the one this is the one that came to mind it was Mark four, thirty-eight through forty, and it's a. Uh, but he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" And he awoke and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, "Peace be still," and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And it just made me think of like, we have this deadly virus and, and I'm an immune compromised person. And I was like really paranoid about it for a while. I got like, I think I have like five masks, different masks that I tried 3D printing some masks. Um, I made a face shield out of a, two liter Coke bottle and um, some wire hanger and stuff so that my eyes would be protected. And I was like really worried about it for a while. And then I remembered like, I'm not in this alone. And like, there's a God that knows the other side of this virus. And I just, I need to put more trust in him and, and, but not like where I don't wear a mask and I just shake everybody's hand and kiss them on the lips or whatever and <laughs> increase my chance. I don't think that's ever okay, virus or not. <laughs> uh, I was at um, my fiance's church one time and this guy just reached over, like when we're doing like the shake the hands part, he'd reach over and like kiss me on the cheek. And I was like, that, I was, like, that was weird. But you can't do that now. Um, so I would I didn't want to be like not um mindful and cautious, but still trust who he is. And I know like even for you, you've had to move recently and you had your some of your stuff taken from you during the move and um your own experience with the virus and everything and I was just thought it would be a good topic to kind of yeah. 
wrestle with? My first thought when I read uh, that verse um, initially was, was that like a sleep number pillow? Because, I mean, he was out, right? He was. It must have been the cool side of the pillow because Jesus was sleeping good. Um, and I wish that that were true for me. In fact, I mean, you brought up, had some of my stuff stolen. I'll, I'll kind of elaborate there. So, and it was, it was in the midst of, all, of the virus. Um, most states were still on lockdown. Uh, and we were moving across the country. I mean, it was a total of like 13, 1400 miles that we traveled. And on the last leg, we stopped. Um, and I'm not even going to name the city because I, I had a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, so I don't want to go into that. But we stopped uh, for the night and woke up the next morning and our trailer was stolen right off of the back of my truck uh, with a lot of our belongings on it. Um, and I was mad, like angry like furious and to the point to where um i had like my wife had actually talked to some of her family and they were trying to call me to just kind of be like hey like sorry that this happened just take it easy just take your time getting here you know everything's gonna be okay and i just was refusing to pick up i was being a big baby to be honest with you uh was was just kind of very upset and um within 24 hours talked to my insurance within six days was paid out on on the claim and that's not even the point the point is is that i chose to react very negatively and for a second i think i forgot the guy that i serve i forgot who my father was in that moment you know i i wrong had been done to me and that's all that i could see that was just right in front of my face and it was just burning with anger you know and I started on the drive and I'm not picking up my phone to, to hear anybody's, you know, empathy or sympathy or I didn't want any pity. And I was letting God have it. I was like just letting my anger out on him. Like, why would you bring us here? Why would you put us in a place to where the things that we cherish and, and the things that, that we have that comfort us and make our, our, our house a home you just, they were taken from us, like just, just angry, just letting God have it. And it was just perspective. And I, God spoke to me in that moment. And he said, you realize that the devil would much rather have had your life, right? You, you, you do realize that the devil would have loved to have snuffed you out, just taken yeah. your life, but I wouldn't let him. I'm not, you are my child and I will physically, I'm going to keep you safe. Okay, I, I did not let him harm you as much as he would have loved to have taken your life, your children's life, your wife's life. I'm not going to let him. I love you. I have a shield around you. I am protecting you. I'm keeping you safe. You are my child. I cherish you. I love you. Those things can be replaced. Those things do not define you. They do not define me. And, you know, as far as the relationship that I have with him, them being stolen shouldn't make me love my father, love God any less, you know. And I think the thing, <laughs> what I learned from it was one, I serve a big God and he can take my anger. He can take me yelling at him. Um, Cause one, to have a dialogue with God, you have to believe in him first. <laughs> you have to have faith that, that you're actually talking to someone. Um, so through faith, I was just, I was telling him how disgruntled I was and how unhappy I was. And, and then the perspective came in of look around, look at your children, look at your wife, you are safe. You are safe. And um, 
the electronics, the things that like my work computer that I absolutely had to have to continue working through the move was in the car. It was, it was unharmed. Um, you know, the, com- the, the computer, the microphone that they were able to do the podcast on was in the car. It did not get stolen. Um, you know, and, and there's just these simple things. Um, almost all of the kitchen stuff was stolen, except by chance. There were some old antique plates that were given to my wife from her, from her, um, her grandmother. Just no. happened to be in the back, right? Just happened to be, right? It was blessed. They were in the back of the truck. They survived uh, the, the loss, you know? They survived having been stolen. And, and no. just through, through that and, and kind of tying it back into what everybody's going through, it's funny because I have something that everybody's going through and I choose to talk on this one thing that seems very particular to me. But it, there are parallels. There's definitely yeah, a parallel. Yeah, and everyone's kind of focused on what they're going through. Yes, exactly. The, 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 the fire and the anger in front of them. The, you know, we all have this opinion and we're all offended. And, and, and you know, there's things that are just right here in front of our face that blind us to this bigger picture that, God is with us in the good and the bad. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to, like, get on any kind of, like, prosperity gospel. I'm not saying that God loves me and, and he helped me to, to, you know, get my stuff back through my insurance. That's not what I'm saying at all, that if you love God, then he will bless you. What I'm saying is, is that even in the times where things are just absolutely at their worst, where they seem like they couldn't get any worse, that God's with you, and he wants you to understand that, that he is with you. And I think that's something that, with the virus, something that I've been able to do is work on myself as a father, as a husband, uh, to really focus on my family. Uh, and my wife would say, like, you got to say, you know how this is about focusing on the family. I'm like, honey, that's, that's already a thing. Focus on the family is already a thing. They might have it copyrighted and everything. So, But now, seriously, <laughs> being able to to realize that the kids are watching too much TV, you know, let's turn it off. Let's get them outside. Let's throw the baseball things that are just simple things, you know, and I think I truly believe the, the most profound things in life are the subtle things in life, realizing that I need to be more, uh, here when I'm with my family, uh, you know, mentally, I need to be emotionally, I need to be available for them, um, and leading them and, when all you can do is be at home, it becomes more apparent that like, maybe I've been a little lazy lately, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I so. think everyone's like, they had like this point where you could either kind of panic about everything that's happening or to make the best out of it. And, and my story was not as drastic where, I mean, I did move across the state um, a couple hours, but um, but it was weird. Like, it's so like a, like a, uh, a week after the virus, I was supposed to, uh, about mid March, I was supposed to propose to my fiance in Alabama and my younger sister was supposed to come down from New York where like the epicenter of everything was and meet us there and have like a weekend of fun and uh hanging out in a cabin and stuff in the mountains but that changed (laughs) 
and because uh, my aunt who had the cabin, her son actually works for John Hopkins in like Connecticut or somewhere near there. And so he was <clears throat> refusing to let us go up there because he didn't want them to get the virus if my sister had it or something. And so kept going back and forth of we we're actually going to go. And then we decided just to not go at all because we thought about maybe staying somewhere else. Um, so I ended up going to, I forget what, it's a little waterfall near Tallahassee where I'm at now. And in the picture, it looks like a big waterfall, but when you get to it, it's like a, it's basically like a well, like a really tall well and a tiny waterfall. <laughs> and that, and that's where I actually proposed, but that's like, but that wasn't like what was important. I was really trying to make it work perfectly as I wanted to, but I had to trust that, you know, she's still going to say yes, no matter where I do it at. And we'll have a story. And then the whole process, I did, um, I was, I'd already planned to move to Tallahassee after we got engaged, but I was pretty much like a couple of days after that, I was quarantined in Tallahassee and I just, I didn't have anywhere to stay. So I was staying in someone's extra bedroom for a little while. And then I happened to remember like, I stayed at Airbnb when I'd come to visit her in Tallahassee and I reached out to them and they just happened to buy a house that they're about to put on Airbnb that no one was staying in yet. <clears throat> so they let me stay there for two months before. And now I have, I found an apartment, but then, and then, but then I had to like rent out my house because I can't sell my house yet. So I had to trust that my house is going to be rented out by somebody that's going to pay me every month so I could pay to stay here. And, and it was, and then my dog got like a lump in her back. So she had to get surgery. And then, then coming here, like all my bills are kind of crossing over right now. So I'm still paying some in Fort Walton or wherever I live. Um. <laughs> and then the last thing that happened was, I was driving to the target here and there's like a shortcut and like I was just driving like maybe 30 miles an hour and I hear like a boom and then I look up and there's a tree branch that fell through my windshield and I was covered in glass It was a little little tree branch but at the rate I was driving and the rate it was falling I went through about halfway oh my goodness and I was covered in glass and and so I had to wait for them to fix that this has been it's been a fun time and but like but my whole the beginning of the year my fiance her church talked about words for the year so i kind of picked one and mine happened to be trust and as they say like if you pray for patience god's gonna give you opportunities to be patient i mean i don't know the theological implications of that but <laughs> but it definitely gave me opportunities to trust and with the virus and everything and trusting in, in him to um to calm the storm or he's in control of the storm like the verse is talking about and, and ha um, not that i don't have faith but sometimes i can f forget where my faith lies and yeah what's important like tr like 
sure having stuff is is good or making being able to buy all my groceries and stuff but the more important things are like god and the people in my life are okay and 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 then and then my family has like the whole republican versus democrat kind of thing on the rights and everything going on there and i'm trying not to go too in depth on that because i just don't have enough yeah experience on either side and it's very hot hot button but mm -hmm. but it's like there's no it's like everyone wants to be right and not listen and there's no discourse and and they're it's built around fear and anger and mm-hmm. and just how these things that come up in our lives and these crises like and things that are happening in the news that we don't even have control over like trusting that like like god what do you want me to think about this or what do you want me to to do with this and versus like how i initially feel or yeah respond i guess I wouldn't like, I guess, take a step back. So um, that is very heavy, the heavy headed issue topic to kind of get into. So taking a step back to kind of like something you had talked about in the beginning, which was um, finding the middle ground of, I have faith, but uh, how do I proceed with trying to be in line with what uh, the CDC says or the World Health Organization, things like that, like with recommendations, with wearing a face mask and you know, hand sanitizer and social distancing and things like that. And I know that there has been, uh, and I haven't actually seen it personally, but you, you do hear about it in the media where there's a pushback from uh, Christian churches in particular about feeling discriminated or feeling oppressed because of some of these things. And we have faith, you just don't understand type of thing. But I, do, I think that they, just because I have faith doesn't mean I'm going to start handling snakes. Right. I, I you know, church, but yeah. <laughs> the point, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the point being that just because the Bible might tell me that uh, I can tread on serpents and, 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 and vipers can bite me and I'll still survive doesn't mean I'm going to start yeah. going and handling snakes just because the pestilence might, uh, you know, right. may not kill me because God has shown me favor doesn't mean I'm going to go out and, and hope that I can track the virus or worse, spread the virus. Um, and it says, like, don't put god to the test or yeah it definitely says that but even if you think about like the early church and the idea that a lot of it was underground a lot of it was in homes and a lot of it couldn't you couldn't go out and start preaching the gospel in the streets a lot of it was honestly if you read about church early church history a lot of it was kind acts and love shown to neighbors and neighbors were like where is this coming from and that led to an opportunity to witness and tell of the gospel and tell how Christ had, had, had transformed them. So it came through love and acts of kindness. And, and if you ask me, I think what better way to love, you know, your neighbor who, even if they're young, if they have some sort of a compromised immune system, if you're elderly, you know, those who may not even believe it's honestly by wearing a mask, by doing these precautious things, by social distancing, 
you're, that is an act of kindness. That is an act of love towards your neighbor because what you're saying is, hey, I, I care. Whether you know their situation or not, you know, that doesn't mean just wear a mask around people with compromised immune system. No, it's treat everybody as though they could be hurt by your actions. And right now, those actions are not wearing a mask. So I, I genuinely think that it is a, a Christian biblical way to look at. And it also says respect authorities that be. Respect the power that is because God Almighty has set those things in motion. He is God over them, and he has placed authority, invested authority into the governmental systems that we abide by, which means that short of having me de you know, deny my faith, I should listen to them. Short of hurting my brothers and sisters, I, I should listen to them. When they tell me something, I, God gave me a brain. He gave me common sense. If it's going to help those around me, especially in church, especially, and because I don't know if you realize this, uh, being a Pentecostal man myself, a lot of those churches have a much older population. I went to my father's church this weekend, and it, it, literally the average age, I would say, is probably around 65 to 70. And those are the people who are most at risk. And I'll tell you what, almost all of them were wearing face masks. They were adhering to social distancing. And of course, I'm, you know what I mean? Not just because they're at the church, you know, but I, the point that I'm making is that uh, Christians are susceptible to the virus just, just as easily as non-Christians. So I think that we're all in this together and that the difference maker is that we understand um, that this isn't it, that this life here isn't it. Um, and not, by no means do we want to contract the virus and by no means do we want to spread the virus. And we should ha be helpful and we should listen to recommendations that, that cohere uh, with those ideas. Um, and at the same time, know that uh, God's in control right? I mean, this is, in comparison, this is the world's, we just, my trailer was stolen off the back of my truck. It's confusing. I don't quite understand why any of this is going on. But at the end of the day, I'm, I have been spared. I have my life. I know that I have favor in my father's eyes. I know that he loves me. Um, and that's not to say that he doesn't love those who may have passed away from it, who may be suffering from it. And in fact, I pray for those individuals right now, um, that whoever might be experiencing any kind of health uh, issues right now, COVID-related or non, I just pray that God would be with them and, and that his spirit of healing would be with them. Um, but that's the God that I serve. I serve the God of, of peace, and, and I serve the God who, even in tumultuous times, is, is there. And, and he's truth in the good times. He's truth in the bad times. Um, and I think that that's something that we can hold on to as Christians. Um, and that was a little bit easier to tackle. That was kind of like a PSA announcement for Christians. As far as everything else going on, the social uh, fabric of America being tugged very hard by um, uh, racial issues, I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer for that. And if I did, then... Um, I mean, I think it's just people willing to have a... Absolutely. Dialogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether you, whatever you believe. Absolutely. I think we, uh, I kept thinking of this while you were talking, <laughs> but it was, we need like tracked face masks, like, like ones to like spread the gospel, <laughs> 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 spread the gospel, not COVID or something. Like That's that. great. 
that whatever it's called. Not I like to. that. Um, so the other part of it is like I know like we've kind of experienced through the virus, but I know a lot of people who have kind of come under control. Like the virus is like they're I don't I wouldn't say God, but that's all I can think of. It's like, you know, they're washing their hands every five seconds. They're um like not going near anyone or doing anything. They've they're locked in their house. They're they're just kind of they're under control of it, like and don't really It's fear. Have a lot of fear and Yeah. So how how can we be more like what Jesus is saying in this verse, like how, how can we build that trust and surrender? And how can we find that sleep number rest in the midst of the storm? Um, I think it's um, family is the first thing. Um, and because I think that's being confined, we have, at least the people in our household that we're confined with. Um, and I think it's finding comfort and uh, growing closer to those who we are around now immediately. Um, and I think that's the one big thing that I personally have been, have, have been awakened to or, or just kind of more open to is seeing that what really matters is right in front of my face. And that's the one that I, the ones that I love, uh, you know, instilling in my children uh, good habits um, that, in a busy day were easily overlooked that maybe I wasn't uh, setting a good example in some areas. And now that life has completely slowed down and I'm hardly ever out of the house. I can kind of open up to, to, to just how, you know, um, there, there's room for change, um, as far as being a good example, uh, for my children, um, as a husband, you know, having to listen is, is becoming, something that I'm really working on and, and not just nodding my head and being present, but actually, you know, not just being physically present, but actually mentally and, and emotionally. And, um, you know, before you, you get into a little, maybe a small argument with your wife or maybe even a big argument with your wife and you can maybe clear the room or maybe get in the car and drive around the block to ease some of that. But now it's, you know, we're, we're in the same house, we're in this together and it's having to find that resolve, um, you know, quicker and becoming more open and to the yeah. idea that, that I can be wrong. Um, so, I mean, I think it starts with family. I think it starts with the people that are in your life right now and, um, you know, looking to build on those relationships, make them stronger uh, and make them, if you have faith, I mean, definitely more biblical. Uh, so what does it mean biblically to be a father? What does it mean biblically to be a good husband? And this is a great time to really expound upon those things um, because our lives have slowed down. They're not as hectic and chaotic, the pace of them, um, which is, I am also blessed to, to have, a, have a, a job to where I can still be working. And I just, honestly, I'm just thinking I have a heavy heart for those who may have lost their job. And I just, I pray for those individuals as well. Uh, that God would would relieve them of that stress because I know yeah. even having a job it's very stressful. As, uh, as worried about it for a while because we had to close for two months. So. Yeah. So. 
but um so what what about like people they don't have family they don't have they're kind of just well do what they did on that boat you you go and and kind of like what i was saying in the midst of my trouble where i wasn't picking up the phone for my family because i was that upset i took it to god Kind of like the guys on that boat, when they got scared, they went right to Jesus and they woke him up. You know, they went and they let him know how scared they were. You know, they let him know just how much they feared for their life. And he calmed the storm for them. You know, he did. He spoke to the storm. And, and more than that, he teaches us how to speak to the own, our storms in our life. So it's... Um, that's what I would say to those who may not have that immediate uh, family or even that immediate friend circle is go wake up, Jesus. Go, go wake him up. Go, go, go knock on your heavenly father's door and say, hey, dad, I, you know, things are getting rough out here. Things are getting really tough and I'm getting scared and I don't know why things are the way they are. And I need you to just talk to me. And I mean, that is completely biblical. And he says, who knocks? Whoever knocks, I shall, you know, I'm going to open the door for them. And I truly believe that because um, he's always there, you know. It might just take a storm to, to, to have us realize that he's one knock away, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, like, even, like, kind of, like, either with community or with God, like, just confessing, like, that you have fears. Yeah. You're not just, like, letting that – fear whether it's rational or not like kind of overtake your thoughts like where it's like the only thing you think about or talk about so where you can just yeah. kind of have an open dialogue about it and maybe since everyone's kind of taking advantage of this extra time it's uh like focus on a more uh, in-depth quiet time or yeah prayer time or whatever time with god that you have and and just kind of pray to him about it and like ask him to like just tell him what you're struggling with and and tell your small hopefully try to get involved with a small group that maybe they're meeting over zoom which i was doing with mine for a while back home but i was like i can't zoom every day it's so hard but <laughs> um but some way just stay, stay active and not let it um, cause you to to slip backwards. Because I know, like they're saying, like there's gonna be because of the lockdown, there'd be a lot of spikes in things like domestic violence and suicides. Yeah. And and I, I was because like I remember you, know, you asked me how how I was doing, um, and I was like. You know, I, I didn't want to tell you. I was like almost embarrassed, but like just to be like, look, man, I've been kind of depressed lately. <laughs> um, I was just feeling kind of alone, and I think a lot of that was just everything having happened in a row with the move, and and not even counting in the losing the trailer, but getting here and having to adjust to a completely new lifestyle, and then also I was I've been it was here for four or five weeks before, or maybe even six weeks before I even got to see any of my family, and that was kind of saddening because i was so close but yet you know just with everything going on just couldn't go up there right away and yeah. there was so much going on no matter the case i was i was feeling myself depressed um was kind of feeling um a little hopeless there for a while but it was nice that and it's it was very 
I think intuitive on your part because when you had asked me how you like, I think you just kind of just asked me, and I, like I was right around that time, I was just like, man, I wish I could just tell someone that like I'm I'm feeling depressed. Yes. I don't. Um, I just feel I don't like reach out to people a lot, but I just feel led sometimes. And um, what's crazy, you sent me the 90 day novel, and I have been writing. That's one thing that I've been doing very consistently since all of this went to, down. Trying to do mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So thank you for being a good friend, Ford. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Ford. Yeah. Come to my friendship class. I'll teach you how to be a good friend. Um, is, that a Zoom class you hold? Yeah. I, don't, I'm, I mean, even with my business, I've had to shift it to try to do more like mail. I haven't done it yet, but more mail ordered repairs and things like that. Or, And I know I haven't done a lot with the ministry because of the move, I kind of had to stop it and felt a little guilty about that. Um, but I know, like, I'm still praying for all the people that, that came and, and uh, trusting that God will lead somebody else to help them as well while I'm not there. And then maybe I can help more people here. And so, yeah, so I, that's. So I'm trying to get back into it now, and that's why we're finally doing the podcast. And um, feels right. good to be back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good to, uh, especially when I'm like, I think we both work from home, so it's good to like see other people sometimes. But <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. Yeah. I know. It's kind of for, forget about the rest of the world when your little space. You're like worried about how many people are infected in your county and all these things. And I was checking the, the, uh, stats every day. And but now I'm just like, you know, there's a storm around me. Um, I'm not sleeping through it, but I'm, I'm, uh, trying to remain calm and, and have faith and that, that we're going to get through it. And, and even if something bad happens, like this isn't the, this life is not the end for me. Like there's, and I hope that everyone listening can, can uh, get that from, it's not just like, here's are th- some things to do, or here's are some things you're not doing, or just have more, pray that you have more joy and peace and, and hope and that even like depression is a storm in itself and it comes and goes and sometimes it's worse and and I just for myself like it was hard to see that that storm is going to end ever yeah. and uh but now kind of being on the other side not that it couldn't happen again but just knowing that I wasn't alone and that whether, whether I'm isolated or not, like I'm not alone and that God is with me. So, so I'll leave everybody with that. Yeah. John, if you'd like to close us in a prayer. Yeah, I can. I'd love to. I'd actually. And can you hear my fan? I'm going to edit this part out. But No, I actually, um, I got the kids running around in the background and I'm like, I, I hope, I hope that's. Uh, I don't think I heard them or I might have zoned out. We'll see. When I edit it, I'll take this. Um, Hopefully.
All right. Um, Lord, you know, we just thank you for, for being such a good father to us, Lord God, that even in, you know, times that seem perilous and, and seem like there, there is no hope, Lord God, that you find a way um, to reach out to your children um, and, and just expound your love to just kind of flow your love through their life and just kind of remind them, you know, that we should all be grounded in you. Lord God, and that uh, at the end of the day that you you hold everything in your hand, you hold the fate of the world in your hand, Lord God, and that you are you are good to your children, Lord God, and that you you gather your children together, Lord God, like a flock, and and not just for our protection, Lord God, but for for us to to learn, Lord God, to to just be close to you, Lord God, and that you 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 appreciate it when we can come to you and we can be open to you and we can tell you how we feel, Lord God, because we know that in return you will comfort us and that in return you will restore our hope in times that seem hopeless, Lord God. And I just pray for, for individuals who may have lost their job, that you would give them a security and a hope and a faith, Lord God, and show them that, that, it's, that it's going to be okay. Lord, that though they may be lacking in, in any sort of monies, Lord God, that they are not lacking and the love that you that you heap upon us so generously, Lord God. Um, and I just pray that you provide for them. More than words that I can say about how good you are, Lord God, I just pray that you would provide for them, Lord God. And I pray for those who are feeling lonely and who are feeling depressed, and that even includes myself. I've gone through times of feeling depressed, that through those times that you would use those to draw me closer to you. Lord, if there's anybody who is going through that within my circle, within my life, that you would just give me a wisdom to reach out to them and speak truth over their life, Lord God, that if there's anybody who's hurting, that I can say, hey, it's okay, it's okay, and, and God has you, and, and everything's going to be okay, Lord God, that you would just use me to be able to, to, to do that. And for those who are listening, that they would also have a wisdom, that their eyes and their ears would be opened, Lord God, that they would, they would be able to hear and see your other children who are hurting in these moments and just love them, Lord God. And I pray that through all of this, that we can kind of have that same sense that the early church had was that if we can't do, if we can't go out and just proclaim and preach on the street corners, Lord God, that we can just show acts of kindness and acts of love and that that will lead to opportunities to be witnesses, uh, to you and to 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 your son and and the acts that he did on the cross, Lord God, and the love that you poured out, Lord God, by by giving us that sacrifice, Lord God, and I just pray for the country as a whole, Lord God. It as an American, I I hurt in so many different ways. To one, just to see the pain of other people, Lord God, it hurts me because these are my brothers and sisters, Lord God, and I pray that you would remind us and unite us. Lord God, that we are a country, one nation under God, Lord God, and that we are, we are all looking for the same approval and that we are all hungry for the same love, Lord God. And I just pray that you would just open our eyes to, to just shout to you, Lord God, to just say, Father, we, we need you, Lord God. We need you to fix this, Lord God. And I pray that you would bring us peace and that you would unite us again, Lord God, because I, I think we're the most beautiful country <laughs> in the world because of, because of our belief systems and freedom and justice, Lord God. And I just pray that you would give us justice, what true justice is, what, what, the, what people are out on, on the streets 
asking for, begging for justice, Lord God. I pray that it would be your justice, Lord God, that flows from the righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen.